But then his mind is already working that what would I got to do? My zuhar is in the middle of the day that must not get affected in any way. So he's programming himself around his salah times. And then barely he's completed his zuhar, asar is so close, and then his maghrib, and then his isha, and his mind is all the time engrossed in this. This is what in one hadith Nabi Wasallam has mentioned that the seven categories of people that gain the will gain the shade of the arsh of Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. سَبْعَةٌ يُظِلُّهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي ظِلِّهِ يَوْمَ لَا ظِلَّ إِلَّا ظِلُّهُ That those seven categories of people who will be in the shade of the throne of Allah Ta'ala on that day, when there will be no other shade. And the sun will be barely above the heads of the people. And people will be actually drowning in their perspiration. One of those seven categories, رَجُلٌ قَلْبُهُ مُعَلَّقٌ بِالْمَسْجِدِ That person whose heart in very simple terms to understand it, is in the masjid. Wherever he is. He leaves his heart in the masjid and goes. In other words, he is forever thinking, conscious, aware, that now the next namaz time is going to come. I must make it in time. Whatever else comes in between must be arranged in such a way it doesn't become a hindrance in performing my salah on time. So he is outside also, but his heart is in the masjid. And this is such a beloved thing in the sight of Allah Ta'ala that on the day of Qiyamah when others will be drowning in their perspiration he'll have the comfort and luxury of the shade of the Arsh of Allah Ta'ala. What can any air conditioning of dunya ever compare to it? What can the cool breezes of dunya ever have any kind of comparison to it? This is beyond anything that we can imagine. So that honor comes for what? His heart was attached to Allah Ta'ala. What is the masjid? The masjid is the house of Allah Ta'ala. His heart was attached to Allah Ta'ala. And this is the masjid, Habbul Bilad ilallahi masajiduha, the most beloved of all places to Allah Ta'ala, are the masjids. So his heart was attached to the masjid, was attached to Allah Ta'ala. So now the mu'min, his whole day, this is how it goes. His heart attached to Allah Ta'ala. He's busy in his business also, but the mind is somewhere in the back of his mind, he's conscious of his salah. And somebody who's taking little bit more steps to gain this closeness to Allah Ta'ala. So he's barely finished his Fajr Salah. He is waiting for Ishraq to come. The sun has barely risen. And 10 minutes later now he's wanting to perform his Ishraq Salah. It's sometime between Ishraq and Zuhr now he wants to perform his Duha. Salatul Duha. Which is also a Salah Rabi Salah performed. He performed his Zuhar, then comes Asar, Maghrib. In between Asar and Maghrib, he wants to sit down and make some zikr, some remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Because in the Hadith Sharif it comes, Allah Ta'ala says, Remember me after Fajr and after Asar for a short while, I will remember you in the rest of the time. So now he is all the time in that remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. So in that time too, his heart is attached to Allah Ta'ala. Now he comes home after Isha, let alone setting his alarm for Fajr, he wants to set his alarm for Tahajjud. So now the Mu'min, this is his day. And his week, one Juma to the next Juma. He has performed Juma, and now as the week is ticking, his heart is focusing towards Juma. And then as the weeks pass by, then he has all these great occasions. 
one Ramadan to the next. The days of Ramadan pass, then is Hajj. And all these occasions that keep bringing him closer to Allah Ta'ala. But what is the sum total of all this? The sum total of all this is the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. That whether he's remembering his salah, he's remembering to perform or focusing towards performing his tahajjud salah or his nafil, his ishraq and chash, the nawabin, or whether sitting after fajr and asr and making some tasbihat, or whether it is the time now for his tilawat of the Quran Sharif, now mu'min is focusing and he is making time for all these things in his day. What is the sum total of all this? Wala dhikrullahi akbar. Allah Ta'ala says the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala is the greatest thing. The remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, it has all its various different categories. One is the fard remembrance, completely compulsory. The fard salah, that is remembrance. And a very great remembrance. That is in its place. And then the remembrance in all the various other aspects. The remembrance in the form of the tasbihat, the zikr, the tilawat. So this is a life of a mu'min. And this is how he conducts his life. Dunya, he'll carry on with dunya. But he won't get caught up in dunya. He'll use the dunya. But he will recognize what the dunya is. The Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ This is a place of deception. This is just deception. Isa alayhi salatu wasalam once was on a journey somewhere, so one person accompanied him. So Isa salam said, okay, let's just take something for the road. So they took three rotis, three bread. Now this person, one place when they were resting, he thought now, let me just eat one up now. So he ate one roti up without asking. Any case now they carried on after some time. And when they stopped somewhere, Isa salam said, well, now we are hungry, bring the bread, so now he brought it out, so the two came out, see but we left there were three, where's the third one she said, I have no idea where it is I don't know anything about it very well so any case after some time then he took some sand and put it together and made three bricks shape of three bricks Allah had blessed him with mu'ajizat various miracles وَإِسْتَنْفُخُ وَإِسْتَخْلُقُ مِنَ الطِّينِ كَهِئَةِ الطَّيْرِ فَتَنْفُخُ فِيهَا فَتَكُونُ طَيْرًا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ Allah Ta'ala mentions in the Qur'an Sharif that you make the form of a bird with sand, clay, and then you blow into it. Isa alayhi salam is being told. فَتَنْفُخُ فِيهَا فَتَكُونُ طَيْرًا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ It then becomes a bird and flies. The mu'ajiz amurak Allah Ta'ala blessed him with. So he now made those bricks and then he blew on them and they became gold. And I said, well, these three bricks, three bricks of gold. Okay, so one, he pulled it towards himself. This one is mine. The one, the second one, he pushed it towards that companion of his. Second one, this is yours. And then the third one, he said, this third one is for the person who ate the third roti. So now when he said, this third one is for the person who ate the third roti, this person said, I ate it. Earlier he didn't know anything about it. Earlier he was 100% sure that he doesn't know who took it, what happened to it. But now, suddenly when there was this one more brick of gold for whoever had eaten that third roti up, 
Then suddenly he ate it. Now this is how dunya makes a person just keep jumping from one end to the other. And how dunya makes a person dance to its own tune. This keeps tossing him and turning him. This way to that way. So any case when now he owned up, so Isa Isa said to him, you see, when a person has this kind of character, that he can lie, he can cheat in this manner, he can say something one moment, and then he can say change the whole thing the other moment, he can deceive in this way, such a person is not a companion to have. So now we part ways. In any case, all these three bricks are yours. All these three are yours. Take it, you can go. And he leaves him and carries on. This person takes those three bricks of gold. Now as he's going along, what what plans he's making, what what I will do with this three bricks of gold, how many comforts and luxuries I might acquire, and my whole future is made. And now this is how shaitan just takes a mind running. What has come in a halal way, without a person making that the object of his life, with moderate effort, whatever was meant for him came, without compromising deen, then that is ni'mat. That is from the bounty of Allah Ta'ala, person will make shukar upon that, he use it in a correct way, and get closer to Allah Ta'ala with it. But where a person makes that the object of his life, where he makes that the target and focus of his life, and that becomes a means of him compromising deen. And that is this mata'ul ghurur. That is this deception. So now this person too, all this came out of his lie. So now he's making all these big, big plans. And as he's going along, suddenly there are two people are approaching him. And he can clearly see that these two people have sinister intentions. They can see he's holding something. They ask him, what are you holding? And now he can see that they're going to now probably do something to him. So he says, look, there's no need to do anything. Be calm. The thing I'm carrying is three bricks of gold. It's fine. You are two, I'm one. Because he can't now confront two people. So you are two, I'm one. We'll all just become three now. We'll share one, one each. No problem. So now they all agreed. Okay, fine. Now let's carry on now. They're walking through the jungle. They have to come out of the jungle together. It's a long journey. Fine, we'll share it. You have been honest enough, so to say. So now they all became one band of people and now they're going along. Somewhere in en route now they become hungry. They say, well, in the distance you can see some town there. One person go and buy some food. So who will go buy food? They send this one person along. The same fellow who had the three bricks. You can buy the food and come. We'll wait for you here. And then we'll eat and carry on. Very well. He goes to buy the food. When he goes to buy the food, now shaitan is running in his mind too. That those were three bricks were mine. And now I'm going to share it with these two people. I'll end up with one only. Out of three, one only. How can this happen? This is not something that can be allowed to happen. Now you have to make some plan for this. So the simple plan is, i rather eat here first. I've eaten... And then the food that I will take, I will poison it. I don't need to eat. They will eat. And once that poison does its job, then all three bricks are mine. Now, while this fellow is here, the other two are sitting there waiting for him. So now they now start talking to each other. 
that this fellow is going to come back so long he's taking as it is he must be having a nice time there so why do we have to now share the three bricks with him we rather just now have it half and half for ourselves how are we going to go about it he'll come with that food we are hungry let's wait for that as soon as he comes attack him same time attack him same time and he will be caught unawares so he won't be able to react also that's the end of him the rest is for us half and half as that fellow comes this is what they do before he knows it they've pounced on him and they kill him now they were waiting so long hungry so they decided to eat first so they ate also and after a while now this poison started doing his job so after a while they also fell dead Sometime later, Isa wasalam, passes by. As he passes by, he sees his three bodies lying and three bricks of gold lying. And when he sees this, he realizes what happened. And he says, look, this is dunya. This is the deception of dunya. All the big, big plans and all the big, big dreams that they had, this is where it is. All around, nothing, empty-handed, gone. And the dunya brought them to this stage where they ended up killing one another. So this is dunya mataul ghurur. A mu'min, his heart is forever attached to Allah Ta'ala. Even in his, what is apparently dunya, even in that what is apparently dunya, he keeps turning his heart to Allah Ta'ala. And this was what Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam repeatedly did for the sahaba ikram. Once there were some very, very expensive kind of silken cloth garments that had come in booty and the sahaba were looking at it they had amazed at it subhanallah what tremendous uh, this is such a great quality we haven't seen something like this now they were becoming amazed at it not that they had done anything wrong but their amazement at this Nabi Islam says to them immediately لَمَدَادِيلُ سَعَدِ بْنِ مُعَاذٍ فِي الْجَنَّةِ خَيْرٌ مِّنْ هَذَا Sa'ad bin Mu'az رضي الله تعالى عنه, the great sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who when he passed away 70,000 malaika attended his janaza let alone the sahaba 70,000 malaika also attended Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that اِحْتَزَّ لَهُ عَرْشُ الرَّحْمَانِ that he was such a soul that when his soul left and proceeded even the arsh out of the, the joy of the soul that is coming it began became ecstatic the arsh became ecstatic upon the reception of the soul of Sa'ad bin Mu'az Nabi Islam is referring to him and saying that what are you getting so amazed about this the handkerchief now hanky is something to wipe the dirt so that's something like a very, very lowly thing. The hankies of Saad ibn Mu'az in Jannat is better than this. So what about the rest of it? Handkerchiefs are better than this. Now what was done? Immediately the heart was turned to Jannat. The heart was turned to Jannat, so now a person will be desirous of acquiring Jannat. When a person is only focused towards dunya, then now he wants to acquire more of dunya. So earning the dunya is not haram. In fact, that's compulsory. Earning the dunya to the extent of earning a halal living is compulsory. After the other faraiz. 
but making the dunya the focus of attention and forgetting the akhirat. This is what we are being warned about. And this is what in all these ahadiths, Nabi Islam repeatedly turning the attention of the sahaba to akhirat. Person comes and says, I earned so much of profit today, nobody earned. Nabi Islam says, two rakats after fard, this is greater than all the profit you can earn. Turning the heart to akhirat. Every stage turning the heart to akhirat. So this is the aspect that the month of Ramadan came, it taught us the same thing. That the heart focused to Allah Ta'ala. Now the person whole day is fasting. So the whole day he is conscious of his fast. His heart is towards Allah Ta'ala. And he's in his business, he's conscious of his fast. Every little twinge of thirst, it reminds him of his fast. Little bit of twinge of hunger, reminds him of Allah Ta'ala. I'm fasting for Allah Ta'ala now. Now he's finished his fast, but now he's conscious of Tarawih Salah. And now Tarawih Salah has finished, and it's month of Ramadan, he wants to still make some ibadat. He's now conscious of Seri, Tahajjud. So his whole month went like that. And now that month went, he's now already in the months of Hajj. Many of our kabir that come the days of Hajj. Whereas this is something exclusive to a person in Ahram. That the person who is in Ahram, he cannot apply any itar. It's for the person in Ahram, not for the person without Ahram. But on the day of Arafah, a person came to Hazrat Maddi Rahmatullah he was sitting. Now they were in India. And now it was just appearing like he's sitting casually sitting with people around him. So, somebody had some ithar, so they presented some ithar to him to apply. So now it's sunnah to accept that. Somebody has offered some ithar, it's sunnah to accept it. So he accepted it, now he has to uphold the sunnah also. This was their kamal. But at that time, as he accepted that, he sighed deeply and this just flowed out. Allah ke ushaq aaj to isse mahroom hai. The lovers of Allah Ta'ala referring to the hujjaj. They are all in Arafat. They can't apply ithar today. I'm applying ithar. In other words, he was sitting there in India, but his heart was in Arafat. And unfortunately nowadays, sometimes a person is in Arafat, but his heart is where else. People are in the front of Baytullah, but the heart is somewhere else. Person is in front of Baytullah, but his heart is still in dunya. He's managed to get a chance at Multazam, so he's making dua for the customs to be easy. <coughs> Whole focus is gone in some other direction. So, the issue is that the heart be attached to Allah Ta'ala. And this is what the zikr is all about. That one is a zikr which is in a specific time. The zikr in a specific time, one is a salah that is zikr also. That has got its specified times. Together with that is the zikr of the day, the ma'mulat, which has its specified time. So a person fixes the time for it, after Fajr Salah, whatever time he has fixed for it. So now that is that specific time. But apart from the specific time, the zikr that is ongoing, every now and again, a person is something on his tongue also, some tasbih of Allah wa ta'ala, some durood sharif, some istighfar, and besides that, whatever, some du'as, masnoon du'as, tilawat of the Quran sharif, every now and again, he's doing his work, whatever it is, but something or the other is now and again, flowing on his tongue. His whole day goes like this. 
And then his heart is focused towards all the various ibadats of the day. Making sure that nothing must go out of place. So when this becomes the manner in which a person focuses his heart, now there's no place left in that heart for shaitan to come and now deviate him. Umar bin Abdul Aziz rahmatullahi is a riwayat of his that one person had made dua to Allah Ta'ala. That he wants to see how shaitan affects the heart. What is the way that shaitan affects the heart? In any case, one day this became apparent to him. And what he saw was the heart's shaitan in the shape of like a frog sitting at the edge of the heart. And he's got a snout like that of a mosquito. And when the person becomes ghafil, when he becomes unmindful of Allah Ta'ala, he starts becoming, engaging his heart in things that are away from Allah Ta'ala. He starts thinking of something haram, starts thinking of some evil. As soon as he becomes ghafil, shaitan now manages to get this opportunity and he, just like a mosquito, bites into a person. Shaitan inserts the snout into his heart. And this is the way he now starts putting waswasa and whispers into the heart of the person. But فَإِذَا ذَكَرَ اللَّهَ خَنَسَ As soon as he remembers Allah Ta'ala, Shaitan retreats, withdraws, he cannot now remain there. He cannot withstand that might of that zikr. So he immediately retreats. So that protection of the heart was in the zikr. And as soon as the zikr stopped, ghaflat came, that unmindfulness came over the person, that neglect came, shaitan got his chance. So the zikr is the protection of that heart. And to the extent that the zikr will be alive in all these forms. So now those things that become a hindrance to the zikr, that is the things that now need to stay far away from us. Whether it is the media, all the things that go around, whether it's social media, whether it's other media, and all these things unfortunately, they become major obstacles. Get a person involved in so many things, in so many fitnas, and sometimes it might be even in the guise of something correct, but it's of no use for him to be involved in it. Something is, whatever has happened somewhere in one part of the world or the other, now everything is floating past. Does he have any need to be involved in it? Is it going to benefit him in any way? Is it going to keep his mind closer to Allah Ta'ala or occupy his mind in something that is taking him away from Allah Ta'ala? Is it going to become a hindrance in his concentration in his salah or is it going to increase his concentration? Now news. Person can't his, he can't get sleep if he doesn't have his news. He can't digest his food without news. But what's news? Three quarters of that news is propaganda. Now person will get to know what happened in the world. Somewhere or the other he'll pick it up. But now he can't sleep without having read the news. And the news upon news. And then besides futile news, detrimental news, even if it is factual news, but detrimental for him. Many a times that news might be factual, but that factual news is also detrimental for him. 
because he can't keep the balance within himself. So now he just flows with it. Now he is involved in conversation about it and analysis of it. But analyzing our own self, how close we are to Allah Ta'ala, what wrongs I have in my life, what is the level of my ibadat, am I fulfilling all my mamulat and tasbihat and zikr properly, what is the quality of my salah, that analysis we forgot. That analysis, there's no time for it. But analyzing the whole world's news and every person is an expert in that. Every person when it comes to the world events, all the politics of the world, and when it comes to deen, no qualifications required. Every person is an expert. And he'll be able to analyze everything. And two people, both experts, and both analysis, 100% opposite each other. Another two people, another two di- total different perspectives. Everybody's perspective now he's trying to digest. What's the sum total of it? What he got at the end of it? After all that analysis and all that news and all the details that he read and now he's trying to get it from this source and that source and all the various... What is the sum total? What he benefited? One, one aspect of benefit he got. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And sometimes we're so engrossed in the news about even tragedies in the dunya, we forget to make dua for them. So engrossed in reading and listening and talking about the tragedies that have happened in dunya, in various parts of the world, that we even don't have time left to make dua for the people that have been affected by those tragedies. So what good it did for us or for anybody else? Nothing. But this is how shaitan entraps a person in things which are futile. So that he doesn't have time for what is constructive. Now many a person has so much of time for news, but till out of the Quran Sharif, I just don't get the time. My zikr, well, it gets left out because I just don't have the time. How much time you had for the news? Yes. How much time you had for other things? Yes, I had. This is the thing now that this Mubarak month of Ramadan came, it left us with some lessons, gave us some direction. Now again these months of Hajj are with us. Whether we are planning to go for Hajj or not is not the issue. But it is that time where our hearts are focused in that direction. So it's keeping us conscious. Now all this consciousness is meant to bring us to the reality of life. That we get closer to Allah Ta'ala. We recognize Him. And we use this life in a way that makes our Akhirat. All these other things will get left behind. There won't be anything anything to take along. What is to take along is what is going to take us closer to Allah Ta'ala. So, this requires this programming of our time. This reflection. Yes, there is time for everything. There is time to give to our families as well. Time for our children also. One is the time for their tarbiyat and ta'aleem. There is time for even some light-heartedness and some time to just bond with them also. That too is necessary. There's time for our businesses, for our day-to-day work. It's time for everything. But in all that also, the purpose behind everything is to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. Then this dunya also, despite whatever challenges are there, despite all the challenges of dunya, if this becomes the focus of life, and this becomes the effort to get closer to Allah Ta'ala in everything, to please Him in everything. And even this dunya with all its challenges 
becomes a small example of Jannat. Becomes a very small example. Obviously, Jannat is beyond comparison. But, وَأَمَّا مَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ وَنَهَا النَّفْسَ عَنِ الْهَوَى The other ayat, وَلِمَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ جَنَّتَان That the one who fears his Rabb, standing in front of his Rabb, there's two Jannats for him. So one tafsir of this is, there's a Jannat already in dunya. There's a Jannat in dunya, where his heart becomes attached to Allah Ta'ala. That is a Jannat he experiences. And the other is the Jannat of the Akhirat. So even this dunya becomes a kind of jannat for him. Despite the challenges, he'll also have sometimes pain, sometimes ease, sometimes difficulty, sometimes whatever, sometimes health, sometimes sickness. But in all that, his heart is still with Allah Ta'ala. So that sukoon, that tranquility that we are aspiring is all in this deen, nothing else, nowhere else. And this is what we have to keep focusing towards, keep making an effort for. May Allah wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq that we direct our lives towards gaining His pleasure, towards gaining the akhirat. And in that even our dunya will get made, our akhirat will get made as well. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهل لا إله إلا الله 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 
ইসলাম আলমিন ইনশাল্লাহ 
way of life, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with these muhabbat, Ya Allah. Ilahu alamin, save us from the ways of Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from the ways of Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Save us from the ways of the enemies of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahu alamin, Ya Allah. Give us a tawfiq of doing that which pleases you, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from everything that displeases you, Ya Allah. Allah, enable us to perform our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Give us a tawfiq of performing the salah in a way you are pleased with it, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Allah, enable us to recite the Quran Sharif daily, Ya Allah. Allah, enable us to be forever in your dhikr, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from ghaflat, Ya Allah. Save us from ghaflat, Ya Allah. Allah, immerse our hearts in your remembrance, Ya Allah. Remove all the filth from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove all the evils from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, protect our hearts from the whispers of shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you guide us, Ya Allah. Allah, you guide us, Ya Allah. Allah, you guide us, Ya Allah. Allah, you be our protector and helper, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from all the deviations, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, keep us steadfast on deen, Ya Allah. Allah, you protect our families, Ya Allah. Protect our relatives and friends, Ya Allah. Protect the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of their illness, Ya Allah. All those who are in any difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah, give ease and afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Allah, those who are in financial difficulties, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's rizq, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us halal and tayyib rizq, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and every grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who have passed away, fill their covers with nur, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Raise their stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, at the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah, take us on imari kamil, Ya Allah. Allah, take us on tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Allah, take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us khatma bil khair, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from a bad death, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from death in a condition of sin, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from death in a place of sin, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, grant us death in a condition you are pleased with us, Ya Allah. Allah, make our qabr's gardens of jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, give us jannatul firdaus without reckoning, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, all those who ask us to make dua for them, Allah, fulfill all their pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Fulfill all their needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Allah, all those who are present and have raised their hands to this dua, Ya Allah. Allah, you are the know of each one's heart, Ya Allah. You know each one's cry, Ya Allah. You know each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you fulfill each one's needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Remove all the difficulties and hardships with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat and afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, make each one your, Ya Allah, yours, Ya Allah. Make all of us yours, Ya Allah. Allah, you become ours, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, grant us your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us the nisbat of the awliya siddiqeen, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us our hearts filled with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah. Make our hearts shine, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah. Remove all the filth and evil from our heart, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah. All the good that Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa begged for. Ya Allah, we also begging for all the good, Ya Allah. Whatever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sought refuge from, Allah, we also seeking refuge, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaag wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-aliyya al-azim rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta al-samiyu al-alim wa tub alayna ya maulana innaka anta al-tawabu al-rahim وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه اجمعين والحمد